0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Non-Technical, where I, your host, Alexis Gay, interview influential people from tech, media, business, and beyond about everything except their resumes. Today on the pod, I'm so excited to say we have Dana Gibber, the co-founder and CEO of Flow Carbon. Though she's done a lot of other super impressive, very interesting things prior to that, which... Admittedly, I'm, I'm not going to ask her that much about. Dana, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yay, I'm excited. Are you ready to dive in? So excited to dive in. Hell yeah, let's do it. This episode of Non-Technical is brought to you by Knock, the most powerful notifications infrastructure you'll never build. So I'm not an engineer, but I've worked with enough engineers to understand that building your notifications infrastructure in-house is... Um, is hard, <laughs> like really hard. It doesn't seem hard at first because we all send texts, but then it's time to go multi-channel. And soon your simple decision trees start to look like a terrifying decision forest, and it's getting dark out. But by the time you've weed whacked your way through, your users are clamoring for another comms channel. Luckily, there's a better way. With Knox Powerful API, you get a complete product notification system that includes batching, cross-channel delivery and preference management so users can choose which notifications they wanna be alerted about. Who doesn't love a flexible, reliable notifications infrastructure set up in minutes? Hey, don't knock it till you try it. That's not actually their slogan, but it probably should be. Anyway, get started today for free at knock.app slash non-technical. That's knock, K-N-O-C-K dot slash non-technical. Dana Gibber is a climate tech entrepreneur and lawyer. She co-founded Flow Carbon in 2021 with the goal of scaling climate solutions by leveraging cutting-edge technology to address systemic challenges in the voluntary carbon market. Dana previously co-founded and was COO of Headliner Labs an enterprise software platform for chatbot technology, which was acquired by private equity fund, the Stagwell Group in 2020. Dana's worked at the intersection of cutting edge technology and public policy while at the US Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court of Review and at the Council on Foreign Relations, where her research was focused on drone technology. She's a graduate of Harvard College and Yale Law School. Dana Gibber, welcome to Non-Technical.
1: Thank you. Psyched to be here.
0: Yee, psyched to have you here. I'm excited to catch up. We met at a rooftop party, <laughs> which is, I think, such a great way to meet someone.
1: That is true. It was a book party for David Gallis's book. David Gellis, former guest of Non-Technical. Just
0: got to keep it in the Non-Technical family, you know? For sure. If I didn't have a podcast, how would I make friends? <laughs>
1: exactly. No, for sure. It was super fun. I think you were the first person I met at the party. Oh, nice. I met you and I met the Broadway reviews editor at the New York Times. Oh my God, major. Two phenomenal, exciting people. What? <laughs> yeah,
0: two equally exciting <laughs> established folks. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that was really fun. And I'm so glad you're joining me on the pod. And I wanted to start with this question, which is how did you spend your last day off? Whatever that means to you. Right, 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 right. Because yes, yes, yes. I know what you're about to say.
1: <laughs> it's an elusive concept, but yes, sure. Yes, exactly. On Sunday, led a very Upper West Side existence. I don't know if that means anything Ooh. to you. Oh, yes. Tell me what it means to you. First of all, for those of you who aren't super familiar with Manhattan, the sort of family residential neighborhoods are like the Upper East Side, if you are mm-hmm. like more of a gossip girl type of family. Yeah. <laughs> and and like you're super fancy like that or the yes. Upper West Side if you're more, that's like more Gilmore Girls vibes. So sure, sure. everyone's like yeah. chill. And I live on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, which is a really like residential neighborhood within the most like urban city possibly in yes. the world. And Very. two of my kids played baseball in Central Park. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. I didn't go, but they did do okay. that. <laughs> but they, so they're off two out of how many kids? Two out of three kids.
0: Two out of three. Okay. So two thirds of the children are playing baseball in Central
1: Park. Yes. We did bagels at Zabar's. I was I literally like su- going to be
0: like Zabar's was involved. You said it was an Upper West Side day.
1: Exactly. Gorgeous. Locks? What did you get? Cream cheese. No locks. No. I'm a very picky eater. Crazy picky <gasps> eaters. Really? I eat a normal amount of food, but very few items.
0: Really? So is it easier to say like, what are the things that you really love? Or is it easier to say the things you absolutely won't
1: eat? Probably the, the latter. I have a whole set of, of rules. Are they written down anywhere? They're not written down anywhere. There's no rhyme or reason. It's purely just what I <laughs> despise, like hate, like I can barely be in the same room as a bunch of. Oh food. my god! What yeah. is the
0: thing that you hate the most, food wise, that most people seem to really like? Vinegar. Vinegar! You can't do vinegar. Ooh. Can't like I, I prefer not to be in the same building as vinegar. <laughs> <gasps> oh my gosh! Okay, wow. That would be tough for me because I love a salt and vinegar chip, which is probably a nightmare scenario to you because you can really taste the vinegar.
1: Exactly.
0: So salad dressings. No salad dressings.
1: I hate all condiments, actually. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hate them. Again, this is not like a diet thing. This is purely no. like I hate I hate them.
0: <laughs> Dana, you're the second person to come on my podcast and hate all condiments. Really? Yes.
1: Who's my kindred spirit? You don't have to tell me. Brian
0: Tyler Cohen, a political commentator. He hates
1: condiments. Amazing. <laughs> I love him.
0: FYI. Yeah, exactly. So you guys would be fast friends. Okay, so mm-hmm. you went to Zabar's. You got a bagel with cream cheese. Was it a plain bagel?
1: No, of course not. Everything okay. bagel. Whew. Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah.
0: all right, we spiced it up. More interesting up. than that. Yeah. There we go. I love it.
1: Then we did Barnes & Noble. Oh, and then I actually had a, a very upsetting experience. <gasps> there is a shopping bag with five items. I was really proud of myself. I went to Bloomingdale's, needed mm. clothing, yes. bought said clothing yes, and then it decided I didn't want said clothing and this sat in a shopping bag in my bedroom for a while. And I said like, today's going to be the day that I go make this return. Like this was going to be a huge item checked off my list. That's a
0: great to-do list item, and it feels like you earned money when you did it. It's like, wow, I made I
1: money gonna today. Money. <laughs> I was going to earn money. I was going to get rid of items that were, like, undesired on my Perfect. bedroom floor. Yeah, There was going to be a lot of progress that was going to come out of this errand. Yeah. However, oh no, I learned that Bloomingdale's has a return policy that I was outside oh, of. Oh, no. Just outside by a smidge. What is it, 30 days, 60 days? 90 days. It was, like oh, I girl. said, it's been sitting on my, my bedroom <laughs> floor for a while. So I oh no. I tried every tactic there was, yeah. tears, yeah. begging, yeah. but they, they're actually smart. They say, what they say to you now is we have no say. It's not like we can, like oh, if you say or do the right mm-hmm. things and have the right amount of tears, we have yes. the power to override our system. They say we are powerless. Like it is wow. coded into our it software that we cannot accept your return that is very smart because it's tempting
0: to want a little Put on a performance yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: you put on a performance of some kind but they, they said like don't even bother like wow no performance necessary we cannot yeah. so what are you gonna do with them i am determined mm. to take these five items and like them so i'm actually wearing one of them oh. right now one of them was this jacket that's a great jacket uh, it's a little snug. I don't feel like it's hard for me to yeah, move you, my arm. No,
0: because is it leather? It looks like leather. Leather. Yeah. So if you have a snug leather jacket, your arm movement, your arm mobility is very limited.
1: Limited. It's vegan yeah. leather, I think. But okay. this is the second I, I said, like, okay, this was a moment of defeat, but I'm going to make lemonade out of it. So I'm going to yes. take each of these five items and, like, Wear them this week in a way okay. that I'm okay with. Like I'm going to do something with these ugly ducklings. That's a great idea. This could be a an interview jacket, a podcast jacket, because you don't really need a lot of
0: arm movement to sit and do a podcast interview, but it looks fantastic on camera.
1: I like this. I like this. Mm-hmm. It does mean that all circulating clips of me everywhere can be the exact same jacket, but that's nice for <laughs> continuity. Like, Yeah, that is nice. Memorability. Mm-hmm. Branding. Yeah. My personal brand.
0: Yes. It's fashionable, but it's not like over the top like trying so hard to make a fashion statement it's just a nice jacket
1: yeah what are you going to okay. do with the other pieces? Have you found any uses for them? Do they have a job yet? No, I'm working on it. One okay. of them is like a skirt that looks like it came from Talbots. Like my sister saw it and she's like, mm. did you get that at Talbots? I've never actually been in Talbots, but that's
0: like... <laughs> I don't think I've been in a Talbots either, but I'm, I know exactly what you mean somehow.
1: It's like an ugly printed skirt. Not No offense yeah. to Talbots, by the way. But yeah. it's, it's a printed skirt that looks like it's for a more mature woman. That's fair.
0: The Talbot skirt makes sense to me. I don't have any practical recommendations. Could you wear it with, like, an intense boot?
1: I could wear it with an intense boot. Could that save it? I could. I could. What do you define as an intense boot?
0: I could see it going two ways. There's one way, which I have not yet been brave enough to wear, but I've been thinking about it, which is an almost combat-esque boot, Hmm. like a chunky rubber sole, nice leather or vegan leather, like a lace-up, like not super high, but maybe, like, just past the ankle. I'm seeing a lot of that right now, and I feel like that paired with what you described as, like, a more mature printed skirt, I feel like it would lean into it. I think it has to be like a fashion look. I don't think that's going to be just like, ah, oh, my favorite skirt that I pull out every day. Right.
1: I agree with you. Like something that grandma would never wear because otherwise yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, grandma. Because otherwise it's grandma. Yeah. So
0: that's my one idea. Or the other option is if you wanted to do like an intense, I think the combat boot would be better, but you could do like an intense, like a, a higher boot. I don't know how high the skirt is. It sounds long. The midi. As, yeah. As they, oh, say, God. as
1: they say in fashion. Middies are so challenging. I know. I know. Okay.
0: You could do like in crazy over the knee boot. I could hem I it. I just think it has to be an insane boot. Oh, you could hem it. Okay. I love that.
1: Yeah. I just acquired a tailor. So not as in like an <gasps> M&A or anything. Like I didn't actually, acquire, <laughs> but I, I found myself a tailor.
0: That's great. I might need a recommendation because I have some things I need tailored and you need to have a good tailor. I got a guy. Okay. Are you somebody that has a guy for everything? Some people are like that. They got a leather guy, they got a tailor, they got a shoe guy.
1: Yeah. So I'm born and raised in New York and have been living in New York city for the last like 15 years or so. So yes, I do have a guy, a guy or gal for everything.
0: That makes perfect sense. I do feel like the Upper West Side is a particular concentration of people who know people like that. Like they have a go-to person.
1: How else do you get by? Like, how do you get any? That's right. Yeah.
0: What are you going to do? Go on Yelp? Absolutely not. For sure not. No. Mm-mm. Definitely not. No. I always want a
1: personal recommendation for something like that. My mom, she lives near me and is the mm. most competent human. So a lot of my my guys and gals are inherited from her. They were passed down. Yeah. They're hand-me-downs. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's great. Yeah. So Dana, is there a song that whenever you hear it, totally takes you back in
1: time? Oh, anything Mariah Carey. I love Mariah Really? Where does it take you? it takes me to middle school. That was my first ever CD that I owned. It was Mariah Carey. I got two CDs. It was Mariah Carey and Boys to Men. Okay. Those two beautiful discs. And I think about being on a middle school bus, going to field trips, going to camp.
0: I think Mm -hmm. I probably got
1: through entire summers just like not talking to anybody and listening to music.
0: Totally. Is there a Mariah Carey song that's still to this day you'll put on?
1: All of them. All of them. Okay. So she's still a go-to. Guess what we don't have to put Mm. on. All I want for Christmas is you. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) You you will hear that. (laughs) You will hear it. You will hear that. (laughs) One Sweet Day is her song with boys to Men. Mm, Okay. Well, a crossover. Yeah. A little collaboration. Beautiful, iconic piece of art. That's great.
0: And you said on the bus and you mentioned camp. Were you a big camp kid?
1: I did go to sleepaway camp. Something that's, I think, more common in New York and surrounding areas than it is elsewhere, I believe. But yes, I did do a couple of stints in sleepaway summer camp.
0: Nice. Mm -hmm. Did you do anything particularly iconic summer camp Do you know what I mean? Like, did you do color wars or kayaks, archery? Did do
1: color war. Yeah, definitely did color war. Did a lot of, like, arts and crafts, which I'm super Mm -hmm. not creative or artsy, but still enjoyed it. You know? Sure. What was your favorite arts and craft? Art or craft? My my favorite art or craft. For the record, my adult self hates crafts. Like I actually hate all crafts. Hate crafts. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Have no patience for it. The final output is one hundred percent of the time worse than something you could buy on Amazon. (laughs) Of
0: course. Yes.
1: So really don't I fundamentally on principle don't believe in doing crafts. What about with your kids? They can color. Sure. It's nice for like I think developing a creative sense. That's why as a kid I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yes. We used to like paint eggs, I think in camp. Oh, that's nice. Is it Is painting eggs nice? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think for the same <laughs> Why did I say that? <laughs>
0: I guess it's because I have fond memories of for Easter dyeing eggs and that was always very enjoyable, mm-hmm. but I am an artsy crafty person. I don't have any time to do it, but when I do it, I'm so happy. I'm about to describe your nightmare situation, which is that, let me tell you this. I eat a lot of peanut butter. I eat like an amount that I had to clear with a nutritionist amount of peanut butter. I was like, how do you feel about this amount of peanut butter? It's approximately a little more than one jar per month. And I have as a result an extensive peanut butter jar collection because i eat one type of peanut butter it's the santa cruz crunchy dark roasted peanut butter i have all these identical jars mm-hmm. that are now empty you look horrified by the way already which i love so much cuz it is true what i'm saying is truly horrifying <laughs> and everybody agrees except me so i have all these peanut butter jars and i have saved them i've washed them they're super clean now they're just jars mm-hmm. they're, i have a beautiful 14 i think set of matching jars and what I have done is saved them because what I want to do is make candles with them.
1: Are they going to be peanut butter scented candles? No, I thought they'd be holiday scented, but peanut butter is kind of funny. I think that would, first of all, I'll tell you about my my peanut butter experience, but okay, you want to make candles <laughs> in them. Yes. So this has been 14 months in the works because you, you've saved 14 yeah. of them. <laughs> Maybe just make yeah, a candle, then, get started. Dana, I know, but I don't know what to do
0: now because it's like, it's gone too far. Like I have all these jars. I can't just recycle 14 jars at one time.
1: No, make one. And then you have to like decorate the uh, outside so it doesn't look like a Santa Cruz peanut butter jar. Well, I took the label off. I thought I would wrap a little thing of twine around it. It's really nice. You think so? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's potentially nice. Twine is nice, I think. Oh my God, I love it. But candles are nice. Incidentally, okay. do not send yes, me, tell me any of those candles. So Deal. I love peanut butter; it's one of my foods that oh. I love. But oh, great! Have a son oh, no. with a like anaphylactic crazy peanut allergy. I have, like, had to excise peanut butter from my life because I'm, like, a little absent-minded sometimes. Oh, sure. If I make a rule where, Dana, you can eat it outside of the house as long as you, like, triple wash your hands and don't touch your oh, laptop so or hard. phone, like, of oh, course I'm not going to remember to do that. So my rule yes. has to keep my kid alive. I feel like the stakes are high. That does feel like a high-stakes situation. It would take a high-stakes situation like that to make me implement such a rule. But so my rule is... That's a real line but Hard. I think it makes
0: a lot of sense. And truthfully, this has been one of my misgivings about my peanut butter jar candle idea. Mm-hmm. Because what if I have a friend that I'm like, oh, let me give you a nice candle. And I don't realize they have a peanut allergy, though. I do think I am familiar with all of my friends' life or death allergies. Right, right, right,
1: but you right. Never right. Know. You never know. What if they
0: give it to someone else? I don't know. It just feels hazardous. You should have like
1: a disclaimer on it. Right. There's
0: going to have to be a warning label. Make on contain candles. Peanuts. And then what was it all for at that point? You know,
1: I know it's difficult. It's, it's challenging. Do you think I should recycle the jars? Maybe do pickle jars. Oh my God, I guess. And pickle flavor candles. (laughs) I'm (laughs) still,
0: I feel like you've got a guy for this. There's gotta be someone on the Upper West Side. We gotta have a pickle guy. Wow. For sure All right, noted. Thank you for the feedback. You and truly everyone else in my life is correct. I've not met one person I've run this idea by who said, great idea, Alexis, go for it.
1: Did they have a health concern? No, everybody just thinks it's fucking weird (laughs) that I have all
0: these peanut butter
1: jars. (laughs) No, I think that's lovely. It obviously means something to you. (laughs) Yeah. crazy. <laughs> the only thing I hoard are playbills. I hoard playbills.
0: Oh, oh, but that's like a cool thing to hoard. Do you have one of those binders? I don't have a binder. I have a basket. Is that, is that good enough? <laughs> that's so Yeah, that's great. But you know what I mean with the little inserts, the plastic? I have a friend that has them Mm. almost like baseball cards. Yeah,
1: like we used to do for, like, Pokemon cards and such. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly.
0: That's so cool. So are you really into musical theater?
1: Yes. I like it a lot. I love it. My husband actually loves it, too.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: Yeah? He's really funny. He's cool. (laughs) He's a cool guy. Your husband? Yeah, he's a cool guy. (laughs) And loves... That's good. Yeah, yeah. Loves, like hockey and musical theater (laughs) wow you know it's good to have
0: layers it's good to be dynamic yeah he's like an onion what is something you're really good at that it would surprise most
1: people to learn about you oh hidden talents yeah
0: I could say the ABC backwards really yeah like with no problem yeah easily like you could do it now yeah and you would be oh will you do some of it or all of it sure you want to hear it yeah genuinely that's very impressive
1: Okay, Z Y X W V U T S R Q P O N M L K J I H G F E D C B A. What? Why? <laughs> no, no. I don't know. <gasps> Where did you learn that? I also don't know. I think, okay. I, I think as a kid, like it was one of those things, like weird things you decide to do as a kid, like hold your breath for too long underwater. Okay. I do get that. Yes. Wow. Pretty true. Have you
0: ever found an application for that? No. Okay.
1: Today? Just now.
0: Doing. Just now. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Just now what is the tiniest hill that you're willing to die on? Like something really inconsequential that you would totally go to bat for.
1: There's a bunch of grammar related hills that I feel really strongly about. Mm -hmm. Oxford comma is very important. Mm -hmm. Of course. Possessive apostrophes. What is the possessive apostrophe situation that you feel strongly about? But it's actually not a hill. It's more just a lot of people get it wrong and it bothers me a lot. What do they get wrong about it? So an apostrophe only belongs in a word. If it's a possessive word. Possessive. Yeah. Yes, of course. And if you try to pay attention, people get this wrong Mm -hmm. all the time. They do it with years. They do it with plural, possessive. They do it like constantly all oh over all over Instagram. There are books I read where it's wrong. I notice every single typo in anything I'll ever read. I'm obsessive yes. with this. Naturally, it's innate. I don't want to be as obsessive. I, I wish I was free of this curse. I think this is probably the most common typo, certainly the most pervasive, like where people misuse the possessive apostrophe.
0: So you're saying that it is not to pluralize something.
1: It's not to pluralize something, right. It's only for yes. possession. And people, It's only for possession.
0: Mm-hmm. People really do mess that up up constantly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I agree. That's unacceptable. Totally. I'm with you. I'll die on that hill with you for sure. Great. If you could choose one social nicety for us to, as a society, just do away with forever, what would it be? Like saying bless you or holding the door for people, things like that.
1: Thank you notes. Mm, The handwritten thank you note. Ridiculous. (laughs) Tell me why. Waste of time and energy. And we have so much more efficient and quick methods of communication now. I have bumped into people who are like, oh, for whatever you did, for that lovely thing you sent or gift you get, whatever, I owe you a thank you note. And I'm like, just say thank you. I'm seeing you in person. Just say, I got it. Thank you. Done. Don't waste any of your time. Like, we we are on this earth for a short period of time. Finite number of years. Use your minutes better than that, than, like, handwriting a note that I'm going to, like, see and throw in the garbage. So this is my question. When
0: you get a thank you note, what do you do? You read it, and then are you supposed to save it? Do you have to send a, fa- a
1: response that says thank you for oh, your can you note? you imagine? <laughs>
0: thank you for your thank you note. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but then how do they know that you got it? Like, let's just send texts. Like, you do something nice for me, I'll text you. I'll be like... Got it. Love it. Thanks. Yep. Okay. And then you send me a thumbs up emoji and we're done. And
0: we're 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 done. done. And we
1: both have gotten so many minutes back to like make peanut butter candles. Oh, absolutely. We have find a pickle guy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, we'd be off to the
0: races. Yep. Okay. But do you think there are any circumstances under which thank you notes are acceptable or expected? I'm thinking of weddings, for example. It seems like every of my friends who've gotten married, they're like, oh my God, I have to do my thank you notes. I have to do my thank you notes.
1: Right. I think they're both acceptable and expected erroneously. (laughs) If the powers that be set a blanket rule that said no more thank you notes, text messages, or like verbal if you see the person, then we'd all be better off. I don't think there's a single person who would be unhappy with that rule. Who are the powers that be in this case, do you think? Society. Society.
0: Polite society. (laughs) You know, what I'm doing more and more these days is sending voice notes. That's nice. I wanted to wish someone well recently and rather than send a card because that would take a long time or just send a text, which felt like I wanted a little bit more. I just sent like a short, has to be under like 45 seconds, voice note, wishing them well, letting them know I was thinking about them. That felt like the right balance to
1: me. It's lovely. It's so efficient, right? Mm -hmm. They can easily let you know instantly that they received and appreciated.
0: Absolutely. You can even just put the little heart
1: on it yeah. if you want, if you're in a hurry. Totally. That would be fine. Heart, yeah. You didn't utilize any resources or money. Like you didn't have to That's go to right. a card store, buy a card, mail a card. Yes. How do you mail something? Yes. Do you know how to do that? I don't think I do.
0: These days I do, but it's because I live somewhere where I put it downstairs and then they mail it.
1: But you need like a square thing that goes in the corner, I don't the have corner one of those. And the envelope. stickers.
0: The fancy stickers, the money I think stickers. Yeah, they call yeah. It a stamp, I believe. <laughs> I think I've heard of that, or at least I seem to remember. I think I saw it on
1: television once. Right. Are you an emoji user? I am. Yeah. What's your favorite emoji? So I'm actually nervous to answer this question. I was just at a Web3 conference. My company is in Web3. And so we go to Web3 right. conferences. And this is the like, funniest thing that happens to me at this particular conference. We met. We were about to say hi. And he goes, hold on. Before I speak with you, please take out your phone. He goes, Oh my God. I need to see your most recently used emojis. He's like, it says a lot about a person. Like what, what is in their frequently used emojis? It's kind of like tarot reading. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'll do it because I'm not ashamed, but like, yeah, I don't know what's in there. Oh my God. That's so intimate. I saw them and I was like, what does this say about me? And they were acceptable. So we then proceeded (gasps) to have a conversation. Was there any feedback on the emojis? He said they're acceptable. Let's talk. <laughs> but like Was that the word? They're acceptable? <laughs> no, what did he say? He's like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> that's what he said. What do you think he was looking for? So he was looking for ones that are not the ones that are super common. Like if you actually use ones that are not super common, then yeah. you are that's unusual. It means you're you're, I guess, thoughtful and creative and funny or witty or whatever it is that isn't like basic. Wow. I think that is
0: interesting. Yeah. That is, that is, I'm going to have to take a cold, hard look yeah. into my recently used emojis. But honestly, I
1: think I have pretty, I think I have basic emojis. Right. So I had in there like the thumbs up and the heart, but yes. I also had in there the bagel and cream cheese, which he like? Oh, hell yeah.
0: <laughs> Cause if you're your up Upper West Side day. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and there's also a plate of falafel balls or I think it's a plate of <laughs> falafel balls.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right.
1: He's like, Oh, cool. Cool. Let's talk. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. If he saw mine, he'd be like, this girl is emotional
1: because all <laughs> mine
0: are like weeping, crying, devastated, or like extremely happy, overjoyed. And then it's like three different hearts.
1: <laughs> that might pass muster. Maybe. Maybe.
0: Okay. Well, I, oh my God, I would panic if someone asked me that. I think it was nerve wracking, but I passed. I'm glad you passed too. Wow. Okay. That's fantastic to know. Thumbs up emoji to that. What is your most
1: irrational fear? So I feel like I live in constant fear of being cold which is not scary. It's not scary (gasps) Mm -hmm. to be cold, but yet (laughs) I spend like (laughs) an unbelievable amount of time being scared of being cold. (laughs) Yes. I relate to that a ton. So
0: what are you doing with that time spent to avoid being cold? Thinking
1: about layers, thinking about like, okay. oh, should, like I should put on a warmer sweater. I should have socks. Mm-hmm. Or like, uh-oh, I already left the house and I'm comfortable right now, but where am I going? How much air conditioning yes. do they think they yes. have? Mm-hmm. So are you somebody that always has a jacket with them? Yes. So I just almost always dress for the winter,
0: even in summer. <laughs> Really? Okay. So you're always prepared just in case there's a cold front mid July. You're ready. Totally.
1: Because I'm also in New York and we obscenely air conditioned. I'm a huge tennis fan. During the US Open, Danielle Medvedev, who's a top ranked men's player, was giving yep. a, a post match interview and he was talking about how he was a little bit under the weather. Basically, what he said was, I'm here at the US Open where in America, he goes, I always know that when I play matches in the US, I get sick because you guys like air conditioned the shit out of you. He didn't say it like oh that. My but God. like He's like, in Europe, we're normal and like... You know, but like when I come to the U S at least once a year, I know that like, I'm going to get sick because like I play and then I take a shower and then I go into like where the player, the player's lounge and it's so cold. And then I go to think everywhere he goes, it's over air conditioned and like physically impacts him.
0: Oh my God. And I was like, I
1: am not crazy.
0: Medvedev is backing you up. Mm -hmm. Damn. Wow. We just got red to filth for our air conditioning. It is fair. It's a very fair read. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you check the weather in the morning? Yeah, for sure. But I don't trust it. But yeah. I don't trust it. It's either. always colder I than I don't know what it means. Yeah. But also I don't I have a hard time being like 66. Okay. Like I don't know what to do with that. That's a hard one. Wasn't today 66? But it's been 66 for several days, which is live on my mind. Because I'm like, I don't know what to do. Also, it's been rainy. Right. So I kind of have a rain jacket to
1: take into consideration. Exactly. So I have like a sweater plus this yep. leather jacket that I was determined yes, to wear. Of course. Then yes. I also have a rain jacket and an umbrella. Then you're yes. like, shoes, so should they be waterproof? Should they be not waterproof, but not that nice? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: White sneakers in the rain is not good. It's a whole situation. I know. Okay, so we, we are aligned on this for sure. This question is a two-part question for you. Okay. Who would play you in a movie
1: about your life, and what chapter of your life would make the most compelling movie plot? Oh, my gosh. I could answer the second part. Okay, so I did a gap year before starting college, and I lived in Israel for the year, where I had an, a government internship But my dad's first cousin lives in Israel and is like an on-air personality. He's like something something of a celebrity, like a news anchor type. Yeah. And so he kind of took me under his wing and would bring me to a lot of events. There started to be this thing where I was like in tabloids all the time. (gasps) In Israel? In Israel. I was in Israeli tabloids as like, who is the mystery young woman? Granted, Ah! like we're talking about really young, but... I was just, like, hanging out with my dad's first cousin, who he's super tight with. Yes. And who was taking me places. But, like, so I, had, I started to have this funny thing where I was, like, a government intern and then, like, mystery woman for the news anchor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> International woman of mystery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was funny. And that was just, like, a really fun year. I traveled a lot. I was attending premieres and such. Ooh. That sounds so fun. Yeah. Uh, definitely. That would be a great movie. Wouldn't it be fun? Like a, like a sort of, I was going to say rom-com, but not because I was with like my grandma, like, <laughs> not great uncle. What is that? What is that relationship? First cousin once even, removed,
0: I think. first
1: No. I, I think
0: that's, that sounds right. I don't, I have no idea. So we can just decide what it is and we'll be right. Ta-da. It could be a romantic comedy if there was a love interest in Israel. We could write that in. Mm-hmm, exactly. Spice it up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Your husband wasn't there
1: yet. He was not in the picture. Okay. Mm-hmm. We could always write him in to Israel. Totally. He could be like a celebrity paparazzi, like trying to uncover who is she? Yes,
0: exactly. (laughs) He's the one writing, who is this mystery woman Mm -hmm. coming in with this news anchor guy? That sounds great. And then he falls in love with you because he has to keep taking photos and like figuring out who you are. (gasps) The more he learns, the more he falls in love with you. Totally. He's Liam Hemsworth, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) This is going to be a great movie. Yeah. Okay. Tell me this. What's the most memorable gift you've ever received or given?
1: My husband got me Ariana Grande tickets. Whoa. I love Ariana Grande. This guy is cool. He's way cool. He's way (laughs) cool. But the condition was he would not go with me, right? That's a great gift. He's like, you go. I want you to have the best time. I'm 1 million percent not coming. So it was a little stressful because I had to find someone. I love Ariana Grande. It was going to be my first concert. I definitely wasn't going to take just anyone. and couldn't take him. Yeah, of course. I went on Instagram to see, like, Who follows both me and Ariana Grande? Oh my God! What's our overlap in followers? Yes. So that I can identify the person that I'm friends with who should come with me. That's a great idea. This is brilliant. It was smart. The only person who was surfaced was a friend of mine, not like a close friend, a friend of mine's husband. (laughs) So So, like for a minute, I said to my, I was like, "Do you think it would be weird?" I said to my husband, "If I invite." Her husband to the art. oh my god! I think he's a big fan. I had seen that he had like also commented on some of her posts oh and whatever. Gosh. I like sat with this for a minute or like a few while, and I was like, "Should I?" But then I decided, "No, bad idea." Okay, I had a bad idea. You <laughs> cannot invite somebody else's <laughs> husband to a concert. But I was like, "But I don't know any other super fans." So yes, and so in the end, it was like day of, and I didn't have anyone, so I brought my sister. I forced <sighs> her to come with me. Oh. Okay, whoo, which is ended up being like a real a real success. We went to at the time H&M was carrying like swag. Like, you know, she had that NASA song. So it was like NASA Mm -hmm. Ariana Grande stuff. So
0: this is in the thank you next era.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Exactly. Good era. Yeah, good era. Classic era. Good album. Great album. The whole yeah, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. No, she, Mm. she knows what she's doing.
0: Imagine needy. Thank You, Next, Seven Rings, right? Yep. Yeah. There's some bangers on that album. Mm -hmm. Have you and said friend's husband had a conversation about Ariana Grande since?
1: Oh, I told him that I was going to invite him. I told both of them. (laughs) I was like, guys, I almost invited him to a concert. And they were both like, (laughs) you should have. He would have loved it. But better not to. I had a great time anyway. I'm glad. It sounds like you and your sister had a lot of fun. We had a great time. Is she a converted fan now? She is a fan. She's not a super fan, but she is a fan.
0: Okay. Yeah. Are you
1: a super fan of any other artists? By the way, I use that term loosely. am I a super fan of any other artist. I mean, I, I do love Celine Dion. Like, I, I think mm. she's a magical unicorn angel. Although that, I should probably, like, wear my Talbot skirt and go <laughs> go see you, Celine Dion. <laughs> that does seem like the right place to wear it. Yeah. It does. Actually, the last thing I did before COVID was, like, on March 15th or 16th, yeah. 2020, oh my went God. to a... Really right. So, wow. Yeah. Celine Dion concert.
0: Oh, that's fun. Where? In Vegas? No. She's residency?
1: She was... What's the, is it the Prudential Center in Jersey? Like the big? Yeah. Yeah. There. Cool. It was unbelievable. It was like the last normal experience that I had before the world imploded.
0: Wow. That mm-hmm. is a really interesting last experience to have. Yep. Mm-hmm. It seems fitting that it would be Celine Dion, though, because it's like the My Heart Will Go On Titanic situation, and then it's like playing at the Prudential Center right before COVID. Both have a similar About to Hit the Iceberg feel
1: to them a hundred percent it also gave me so much comfort that like when the next day like the world exploded mm. I was like oh yes. I've only been exposed to 30,000 people <laughs> oh <laughs>
0: my <laughs> god yeah that's a good point point. <laughs>
1: 24 hours no big oh. deal we that's didn't know great. the incubation period at that time we all knew nothing it was just like yeah have you been exposed to a lot of people recently and, I was yep. like, oh. and you're like oh. <laughs> how many is a lot yeah Dana we're gonna take a quick
0: quick break and then we'll be right back this episode of Non-Technical is still brought to you by Knock, flexible, reliable notifications infrastructure that's built to scale with you. Take notifications off of your engineering roadmap and get back those resources, baby. And by resources, let's be real. We mean time and money. Building notifications infrastructure in-house takes time, and time is money, and that money could be spent on way better stuff, like, um... Podcast ads, for example. That's just I don't know. That's just the first thing that came to mind. Knock's powerful features include pay as you go, no upfront fees, and no infrastructure setup required. Created to handle even the most complex notifications use cases, Knock is built for scale and resiliency to power your enterprise. Knock knock, who's there? <laughs> it's a powerful API that lets you engage users, power cross-channel workflows, and manage notification preferences. I cannot believe it. Got- Add coffee approved. Get started today for free at knock.app slash non-technical. That's knoc dot non-technical. And we're back with Dana Gibber, the co-founder and CEO of Flow Carbon. Dana Gibber, we've arrived. We've arrived at a very exciting moment in this episode of non-technical. We've arrived at the lightning round. Are you ready? Yeah. Ooh, exciting. First question for you, coffee or tea? Coffee tons of coffee. Nice. That's a good type of coffee. <laughs> How do you take it?
1: Like in an IV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you drink it first thing in the morning? Yes. And throughout the day, all times. What's your cutoff time? It's a good question. It's an important question. I would say like mm. maybe four or five. Wow. Late cutoff. I know. Me too. But that's unusual. I know. I'm on a new thing that I started two days ago where I'm trying to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier.
0: (laughs) I'm also trying to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier. And it's so hard.
1: So hard. So maybe my cutoff time will move down. That might help. Yeah.
0: I'm so bad at that. I have such good intentions. And then I'm like, oh, nope, not tonight. Yeah.
1: Next time. I'll get them next time. (laughs) Exactly. Tomorrow's another day. Yep. Do you have a favorite board game? I do. Guess who? (gasps) <gasps> That's your favorite? I love that too. Mm-hmm. What do you like about it? The people. They're so cute.
0: Oh, they are <laughs> cute. I haven't played that game in so long. Is that one you can play with
1: your kids? Yeah, for sure. Are they tickled by it? Yes. And one of them is good at it and the other one's not. It causes some, <laughs> some controversy, <laughs> but, but it's okay.
0: We all have our strengths. Is the other one good at other games? Yes. Does it balance out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. When you make the bed, do you use a top sheet or no
1: top sheet? I do use a top sheet. Okay. Did you know that people don't? Meaning they just use a fitted sheet? That's correct. I think that's smart, but I don't do it. Maybe I will now.
0: Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Dana, really?
1: Yeah. Why is that? It's like thank you notes. Like just get rid, More of, efficient? Get rid of things that are <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> thank you next to this top sheet. Exactly. They look pretty when you fold them over, I
0: guess. But I think they look great, and I also think it's weird not having one personally.
1: I guess it means you, you could wash your comforter less frequently. Maybe efficiency actually is the <sighs> other way.
0: I don't know. I wash it the same amount regardless. I don't know. what. It, I don't know. It just has always been a thing that I've done. It feels right.
1: Yeah. It's definitely the the usual. Okay. Have you
0: ever read a book twice? Oh, tons of books twice. Yeah. What's one that you've either read the most or that sticks
1: out the most? I read Pride and Prejudice probably like every year, but who doesn't? Do you
0: really? Yeah. This is crazy. I was saying to my mom last night that I've never read it.
1: Oh my God, read it. I have to read it. Who are you? (laughs) I,
0: nobody, not yet, not until I read Pride and Prejudice. You have
1: no identity until you, (laughs) until you read Pride and Prejudice. Now it's just like one of the, it's so beloved by so many people that it's like worth trying to access. Okay.
0: Okay. Maybe that'll be the book I read next.
1: Yeah. My favorite book is Bleak House by Dickens. So I read that. I, I've read that a bunch of times also. You've read that a couple times. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have a favorite cartoon character?
1: Yes. Moana.
0: Oh, Moana is a great one. Mm-hmm. Love Moana. Plus great soundtrack, musical theater vibes because of the Disney and because of Lin-Manuel Miranda. So is that something your husband likes too? Totally. It's a
1: masterpiece and she's- It's so good. One of possibly the best heroine- of any animated feature. Yeah. She's badass. She's awesome. Yep. Love her. The rock does a really good job in Moana too. Love the rock. Yeah. Everything about it. So funny. Done so well. Yeah. It's funny. And interestingly, it's one of the only, well, not anymore, but there's like no romance plot line, which I find very refreshing. It's just, Oh, me too. Yeah. It's great.
0: I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. Is there a TV character you think you are incredibly similar to? So
1: I've been told. Okay. <laughs> I have been told that I am similar to Jane the Virgin.
0: <laughs> really? Oh, for, uh, Gina Rodriguez, I think, plays her? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's funny. Do you agree? In some ways, yeah. Mm-hmm. What are the ways you agree? Well, not with the Immaculate Conception. Okay. <laughs> which did happen to her. Very organized, very efficient, yes. loves movies and books and plots and yes. telenovelas. And, like I love all that. She is very tight knit, has a, a very tight knit family, very close with her mom and grandma. Mm. Yeah, I think all those ways. That's great. Um, do you have a pump up song? I really don't. I don't.
0: Really? Oh my God. Can you recommend one? <laughs> Absolutely. I can recommend a thousand. But so if you need to get hyped up for something like a talk or a run or something like that, hate and running. you're
1: really tired. Hate running. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done it. Ever? I've never run. I exercise. I've actually. How do you know you hate it? Oh, like, if you've never Okay, like, so I'll run from, like, here to here to here. Okay. you'll be like, that was awful. It's terrible. <laughs> I've never in my life gone for a run. How do you hype yourself up if you have something that you don't really want to do? Definitely coffee or other, other sources of caffeine. But if I really yes. don't want to do something and I have to do it. I, yep. will, I will probably call my sister and tell her to, like, oh, I really don't want to do this. Like, just yes. tell me why I should. And she'll tell me something. And I'll be like, that was totally inadequate. Like, you didn't... <laughs> I called you as the one person. You didn't get it done. Like, let me call my mom. And then I'll be like, I really don't want to do this. Can you tell me why I have to? And she'll be like, she'll oh, say something. And I'll be like, that didn't work. So, oh And then you just do it, whatever it is. <laughs> then you just do it. By then, you've run out of time and the thing
0: has, has arrived. So that is a good strategy. It's never as bad as you think it is going to be. No, it isn't. Yeah. Okay. This is my final question for you, Dana. What would you title your memoir? Title my memoir,
1: probably like Chill the F Out. <laughs> like, I love that. <laughs> yeah. People assume that I'm very type A. Most mm. people who know me think I'm type A. I'm actually really not type A. I'm very, very organized at work and like very on top of work, but in all other capacities, not type A. So I actually like want people to chill out. I tell myself constantly to chill the fuck out. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. That sounds like
0: a great, I think there are a lot of people that will read that. (laughs) Really? Should I write it? Yeah, probably. Okay. Done. Okay. (laughs) In my my next life. Great. You write that. I'll deal with my peanut butter jars and we are going to be off to the races here. Okay, Dana, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for joining me on Non-Technical.
1: Thank you for having me. It was such a blast. What
0: a treat. Where can people find more about you? On Twitter. I'm Dana Gibber. Love it. Mm-hmm. You can find me at Yay Alexis Gay on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, or at Non Technical Pod in all those places as well. Dana, one more time. This was so fun. Thank you again. It was super fun. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye.